Hi, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the PRI Talk podcast. Happy Wednesday. Um, we are already past the halfway point for August, which is crazy because I feel like July went so, so slow. And here we are um, on the on the downstretch of August and almost heading into September. Uh, thank you guys for joining me uh, this morning. Um, today, I wanted to We've kind of been talking about all the issues involving college uh, sports the last few weeks and uh, kind of want to dive back into some recruiting stuff um, a little bit here. But uh, well, what I want to talk about this morning is this whole issue of, of actually going and watching college volleyball. Now, I know that's going to be really hard moving forward this fall, um, but, but, but I've been... Um, a huge advocate in getting athletes to go watch college volleyball. And I know it doesn't always fit with schedules and calendars and things like that and high school volleyball and all that, but it is such a big recruiting tool um, on, on the parent and athlete side to really be able to see what college volleyball is like and, and what the different levels are like. So ever since, ever since I got out of coaching college, I've been really pushing for high school, high school athletes to go watch college volleyball. I think it's really important to the recruiting process. Um, to me, it's ridiculous that in a city like Dallas, um, that there, there aren't more athletes getting exposure to the next level. Um, and I really think it, it, it points to um, kind of maybe some other issues in our sport um, that, that we don't have athletes going and watching um, live college volleyball, or even watching it on TV, right? With all the different uh, Big 12 and Pac-12, all the different TV stations, we're still not getting um, a lot of athletes to watch volleyball on TV and get that kind of exposure. Um, <clears throat> and obviously live would be better, but um, you know, just, just watching it and being exposed to it um, and, and, and understanding you know, the different levels of play um, I talk to athletes and families all the time and, and they have a daughter that wants to go play in the big 12. And, and I, I just don't understand why or how you haven't gone and, and watched a, a, a volleyball game, a big 12 volleyball game, go watch TCU play Texas, um, and, and, and go take your picture with a couple of the athletes after the match and, and tell me that you can play at that level. It's, it's just a different um, it's a different level of physicality, um, than, than high school or even varsity volleyball. So it's, it's, it's very, very different. And I really am always encouraging athletes to be exposed, um, to that level. I do think it really hurts kids in the recruiting process, uh, when they don't have that frame of reference. Um, and not to mention that it's a really small percentage that play division one ball anyway. and and playing in the power five, um, is even a smaller percentage. And I did a whole blog post, um, about those numbers and through all the percentages and, and numbers out there for, for you guys to see, um, that's on my website. But so if you're an athlete that wants to play college ball, don't just assume you can play somewhere, go watch and, and get a real honest assessment about where you fit. Um, the, the, the idea of not watching college volleyball um, for, for high school athletes or really any, any athlete that wants to play at the next level, go watch the next level. Right. Um, I mean, 
uh, high school, high school uh, basketball players, baseball players, football players, like they know who's playing at the college level and they know who's playing at the pro level. Um, and, and they understand and are, you know, and obviously everyone has um, some, some different viewpoints of maybe where they think they should go. But, um, but, the, but the, there's definitely some references there. Um, but just, just in Dallas, and I'm sure I missed some schools, and so I apologize to my coaching friends if I forgot about you, but just in Dallas, we've got University of North Texas, SMU, TCU, UT Arlington. Um, here's three division. Those are all Division One schools, okay? Uh, a couple Division Two schools. You've got Commerce. That's a little outside um, Dallas. Uh, Dallas Baptist, Texan, Texas Women's. Those are all Division Two schools. Um, just outside of, of the you know Dallas Metroplex, you've got Tarleton, which is now a Division One. They were Division Two in the Lone Star Conference, and now they're in the WAC. Um, so, so how how this came about, and why I wanted to talk about this um, was there was there was a post on Prep Volleyball's Instagram um, a week or so ago about the Athletes Unlimited Volleyball League um, choosing uh, Nashville, Tennessee as their as their home, which is which is awesome. It's great. Um, I think it's fun that we're going to have a pro league, uh, here in the U S, um, and, and get a little bit more, again, any exposure to a high level for volleyball, I think is, is definitely beneficial, but there was a quote, um, from, uh, the director at the Alliance volleyball club there in Nashville. And this is not a knock on, on the club or the director at all. It's not, it's not, that's not my, um, point for bringing it up, but this is her direct quote from the prep volleyball post on Instagram. A large majority of our kids haven't been exposed to high level volleyball. It is huge for our volleyball community. And the second part is true. It's definitely huge for the volleyball community to have that that level of play there in Nashville. Nashville's a great city. It's got a bunch of um, things there that, that are that are attractive um, to to people across the country. And so volleyball will just add to that. But the first part, a large majority of our kids haven't been exposed to high level volleyball the question I have is why, um, why haven't you been exposed, um, to a high level volleyball? Why have the majority of those athletes in Nashville not been exposed to, um, a high level of volleyball? And that just, it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, and, and I would say the same thing if that quote was coming out of someone in Dallas, right? Um, because while we have a lot of volleyball here and it's definitely, you know, Dallas, Fort Worth is, is, is not Nashville, obviously, but, but in Nashville, okay, so this is just in Nashville, you've got Lipscomb University, Division One, Belmont University, Division One, Trevecca Nazarene, Division Two. So there's three schools within the city limits of Nashville um, that are high level volleyball, the next level volleyball. Um, University of Tennessee is three hours away, so maybe that's a little bit far. Um, but you've got Memphis University is 40 minutes away. That's not very far at all. Um, so so the, when, when we're talking about like athletes, young athletes not being exposed to a high level of volleyball, I, I don't necessarily think that we always have an excuse. Um, and and, and, and in, in Dallas, for sure, we don't have an excuse. Um, in a town like Nashville, where there's two Division I schools in the city, I, I don't think there's an excuse. I just I want I don't think we encourage it enough, um, and I don't think that from a recruiting perspective we're we're really pointing. I mean I mean we're we're not really pointing athletes in the right direction if if we're not having them actually just go watch volleyball, um, go watch college volleyball and see if it's a fit. 
um, see if it's a fit talent wise. Um, you know, there's some, there's some really good volleyball here in Dallas. That's, that, that's division three. Um, you know, UT Dallas has won their conference. I don't know, 10 of the last 12 years. Um, so you want to be a part of a winning program and, and a good program. Um, you know, that there's, there's lots of good volleyball out there to go watch. Okay. And there's a ton of colleges in Tennessee. Um, if you just want to Google athletic programs in the state of Tennessee, just go Google it. And there's a Wikipedia page, um, you know, and you can see all the different schools and all the different levels of volleyball that are, or at least athletics, not all of them have volleyball, obviously, but, um, you know, just go Google that and you can find it. Um, certainly there's, there's a, a ton of opportunity to watch high level volleyball somewhere. Um, you know, for most people, probably within an hour of where they live, there's a chance for them to watch, you know, some division two, division one, um, volleyball and go watch next level volleyball. Um, having a professional team in Nashville is great. Um, but it's just not, it's not going to automatically change the level of exposure for young athletes, right? Um, they actually have to go and watch it live and watch it on TV. Um, we, we have to do more on this side to encourage athletes to watch TV, go live and, and get exposed to a high level of volleyball. Um, cause that, um, piece of it, if we could go and encourage high school athletes, junior high athletes, um, encourage them to go watch division one, division two, really like next level volleyball. Um, I, I really think it'll help our sport tremendously. Hey everyone. Thanks for listening. If you have found this podcast interesting, helpful, or beneficial, or you're just a huge fan of myself, then please think about donating to the PRI Talk podcast. I would love to continue bringing you recruiting advice, as well as information on current volleyball events, and your support can definitely help make that happen. Okay, so the, the next thing that I want to talk about, just um, where we are right now in this, um, we, we are in a dead period. The dead period did, did get extended through the end of September. Uh, like I've been saying, um, it's going to get extended through December. That's probably just going to happen. Um, but but we're really in the trenches right now, and, and it's, it's going to be really difficult um, to, to move the ball down the field, so to speak, as far as the recruiting process goes. Um, because, uh, you know, especially with Division One schools, Division Two schools, like I've said, uh, are opening their campuses. Uh, Division Two actually came out and said they're going to go back to their regular calendar September 1st, um, which, which you know, why Division One's not doing that is because of the whole um, uh, recruiting advantage issue. Um, and I think I've talked about that before. Um, but, uh, you know, Division Two just recruits regionally. Um, for the most part, not exclusively, obviously, but um, but they are recruiting regionally. And so the, the implications of going from state to state and, you know, flying halfway across the country doesn't happen at Division Two as much um, or very little. So but right now it is really hard to move down the move the ball down the field as far as the recruiting process goes, because we're not able to um, go on visits and we can't meet with coaches and, and stuff like that. And so um, that that is going to make it really, really hard. Um, there's just a lot going on, um, with athletes. Um, you know, right now I've had several, um, parents and athletes, oh, Jason, we haven't heard back from the school and what's going on. And, 
Um, and a lot of that really just has to do with their, their kids are on campus now um, and they're training and in the gym. And I was talking to a coach just a couple of days ago and he said, we can't have more than four kids in the gym because of the whole, you know, we have to have the 25% capacity or something like that. Um, I can't remember exactly what, what their reasoning was, but um, they can only have four kids in the gym at a time. And so he's literally in the gym from eight to four every day training his kids. Um, he called me like during a water break. I think we talked for like three minutes. Um, but, um, but, but there is a lot going on. And so just, just remember that, you know, um, there, there's a lot of, uh, practices and training and, and all this administration stuff that's going on right now and, and coaches trying to figure out schedules and hours and, and things like that. So there is a lot going on. Um, I think once all the volleyball programs move to the spring, and that's likely going to happen. I know there's still a bunch of programs that are planning on playing in the fall. Um, I just would guess that they would move to the spring at some point. I don't know that for sure, um, but but I I just foresee that happening. Um, that once once we move everything back to the spring, um, that will help coaches process a little bit mo- a little bit more about what they need to be doing this fall in terms of recruiting. Um, and so this is normally a time. You know, I kind of talked about the whole June 15th thing and, and how um, coaches were kind of doing what they had always done um, without without really um, it, without it having the same effect or impact because they wanted to be, quote unquote, waiting. Um, I think the same thing's happening now. They're just they're in their in their groove of what the fall season is normally going to look like. And so they're, they're dealing with that and, um, you know, getting a, a kid on campus and, and recruiting and stuff like that always kind of seems to take a little bit of a backseat. Um, and, and they understand too, that, that, uh, the athletes are in their high school season, starting their high school season. So just kind of getting back into, you know, their normal process for the fall and, and sometimes recruiting, um, does take a little bit of a, I don't want to say a break, but it does, it does slow down a little bit. Um, so just give it some time, stay diligent in, in how and when you're communicating, um, that's really important. Um, we're, we're, for a lot of athletes, we're, I mean, we're talking about potentially moving a few feet between now and January, which is, which, which is why I say that we're in the trenches, right? We can only really move a little bit at a time. Um, but, but you need to do what you can to stay, um, at the top of a program's list at the top of programs radar so that they know that you're still really interested that, that they're your number one school and all those, all those kind of things. So, it is important that you stay um, in communication with those coaches. Um, you just don't want to go away completely. Okay, um, every week send something, something easy, something quickly. I'm I'm a huge advocate for the weekly communication. It doesn't have to be a lot. It doesn't have to be a film. It doesn't have to be anything huge. Just something simple. Um, stay in touch. Okay. Um, like I say, you don't need to have a phone call each week uh, with a school, but you do need to make sure you're showing them a high level of interest. Okay, um, you know, again, you know, you want to make sure that that they are making plans to come watch you play this club season. Um, as we talked about la- last time a little bit, it's going to be difficult for them um, to come watch you play, um, and and it's they're gonna. You want to make sure that you're putting coaches in a position where they're like, I have to go watch this kid. Where is she playing? We're going there to watch her. Right. Um, versus, well, we're just going to go to this one big tournament and, and see what we find, which is actually what a lot of, a lot of coaches do. Um, 
for for more on that, um, you can check out my blog um, from from the last uh, couple of weeks and see um, just a little bit more more info on that. Um, like I said, it, it is going to be more difficult for them to come watch you play this spring with everything going on. Um, so so yeah, uh, go watch some college volleyball if you get the chance. Um, enjoy your high school season. I know high school season in Texas here is is kicking off. Um, so I hope you guys are all staying safe and healthy. Um, if you see me at a high school game, uh, make sure you come say hi. Um, but, uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, and remember coaches are people too. Hey everybody. Thanks for listening. If you would like more tips, updates, or recruiting assistance, go to my website, privolleyball.com. Check out my blog or reach out to me directly if you have any other questions. You can also find me on social media on Facebook and Instagram at Parallel Recruiting Initiative. If you need specific recruiting help, I have a couple different ways I can help you. Please reach out to me on my website or social media. Thanks for listening.